following is a message from Living Waters Church in Elk River, Minnesota. For more information, visit livingwatersmn.org. I get to talk this morning about one of the key values and beliefs here at Living Waters Church. As you know, uh, if you've been here, whether here in person or watching online, um, we've been talking about what we believe. What we as a local church, what do we believe? And you, if you haven't caught it yet, we don't have a list of things, and neither did myself, Dave, or Renee process what we were going to talk about when. We've just been trusting God, and um, you will notice that we talked about the centrality of Jesus Christ, the Son. We talked about the importance of the Father who gives us our identity, and we talked about the Holy Spirit. And there is a reason for that, because in reality, what we believe is that um, our relationship with God must be just that. It must be relational. And it's not about a formula, and it's not about certain uh, doctrinal points. In fact, because we believe in a relational gospel of connecting with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit for ourselves, we as a church carry a very light doctrinal load. What do I mean by that? I mean that we don't have a lot of things in place because we, uh, we recognize that you have the ability to connect to the head for yourself. I want to talk this morning about freedom, and um, uh, it, it just happens to fall on the 4th of July, by the way. <laughs> it was not planned. And I thank God for the freedoms that we have as this, in this nation, and I am as concerned as perhaps many of you are that we that some of that freedom is eroding away. But that is not the type of freedom I want to talk about this morning because the reality is that you can live in a free nation and be in bondage or you can be in a nation that is bound and live free. And the truth is that there is a freedom that Jesus Christ brings to us uh, that is unrelated to what's going on around us. Now, there are certain cultures and uh, Uh, societal things that make the freedom of the believer easier, but that really does not hinder God from being God in the midst of it all. And so I don't want to focus so much on that, even though I believe that is important. And I, along with you, am praying earnestly that the freedoms that we have enjoyed for many years and are even celebrating on this day continue to have their, its way in this nation. I want to make that very clear. I would like you to turn in your Bibles to the Gospel of John and chapter 8. Gospel of John chapter 8, beginning at verse 31. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. 
They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? Jesus answered them, Most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin, and a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. You might notice that when we've preached about what we believe, we have not only told you, we have not only taken the book and said, it says this, therefore we believe this, but we have also been telling you of experiences that we've had with the author. I appreciated what Brene said last week. He said, we need the book, but we also need a face-to-face encounter with the author. And so I shared with you the reason why uh, we built into the foundation of this church the centrality of Christ. It came out of the book, but it also came out of the experience with the author that made such an indentation on my spirit and such an impression in who I am as a man of God that I could not help but lay it into the foundation of this church from the very beginning. Renee shared last week an experience she had when she was five years old of being filled with the Holy Spirit. I remember that day very well. That's not only her story, that's my story. Because it was a spiritual encounter for her mother and I as well. We're walking at a Bible camp in the dark at the end of a, a, a day of meetings. And we're walking to, our, I think, our cabin. And I'm, all of a sudden our little girl begins weeping, just sobbing beside us. And, of course, me being a great man of God with tremendous faith, I quickly asked the question, did somebody hurt you? That was the first thought I had. Who's been picking on my girl? And this is what she said. This is my recollection of it. But it's very clear. I could take you to the spot in that camp, by the way, where this happened within a yard or two. Why? Because it was a spiritual time. Through her sobs, she said, Jesus touched me. That meant everything to me. I knew somebody had been messing with my little girl. But I trusted him. Why do I say that? Because it's important for us to understand that our relationship with God is just what we're telling you we believe. It must be a relationship with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so everything that we believe carries with it an understanding of that which is written in the book. But it also comes out of encounters that we've had with the author that in that puts something on the inside of you that causes the thing in the book to come alive and to understand it made differently. And it becomes very personal. And so there are those things that as we minister, that we lay into the foundation of anything we have anything to do with. 
So I want to talk to you today about freedom, but I want you to know that it came out of a spiritual, well, a lot of spiritual encounters, but one particular encounter that causes me to be one who is laid into the foundation of this place, an understanding of the freedom of the individual believer. 1993. They've just recently turned the leadership of the church over to me. If you remember, for those of you, Roger and Judy Such pastored it for a short time and there was a consideration to shut it down. And they decided to, they, the elders of Way of the Cross Church, we were a satellite congregation. Uh, We were governed from there. We were planted from there. Our finances flowed to there. They were our mother church and we were so thankful for that then and we're still thankful for those roots to this day. But Pastor Don Fotenhauer came to preach. I had invited him to come and preach. He was the founding pastor of Way of the Cross Church. Our mother, if we could say it that way. We weren't a daughter church. We were a mother church. They were our mother. And thank God for it. But he came and preached, and he didn't say anything to me, but the next elders meeting might have even been the following night, because our elders meetings were on Monday nights back then. Anyway, I was one of the elders. So we're in the meeting, and Don says to the group of leaders, he says, we have to release the satellite congregation in Elk River, or it'll die. And then he said this, and when he said it, It went right in here. They have to be able to connect with the head for themselves. And when he said that, this discussion was over. By that I mean the men in the room said yes. And to be honest, if I were to be really honest with you, there were some expressions that that thought we may not make it. But that did something on the inside of me. Just that phrase. They have to be able to connect to the head for themselves. And so when I talk about freedom this morning, I am talking about a revelation that came from the throne of God that caused me to understand that that which is true for every local assembly is also true for every individual believer. We must be able to connect with the head for the, ourselves. See, the reality is when you stand before the judgment seat of Christ, and you will, nobody will be there but you and Jesus. There will be no pastor standing behind you, no, beside you, no spouse, no Sunday school teacher, no, 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 you. And you have a personal responsibility and privilege To connect with the head for yourself. So when Jesus said, uh, he who the Son sets free is free indeed, he really means it. You are free to connect with the head for yourself. The most obvious thing that we're free from is the, the freedom from sin. That's what is the context of what he's talking about in that place. We need to know that we are free from sin. We believe here, you do not have a sin nature. Now, you did once, but you've been given a new, a new nature. 
You become a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things have become, become new. So your nature is the nature of Christ, and you're being conformed. I appreciated the word this morning. God's not done with us yet, you know. So be careful how you talk about one another. Be careful how you judge one another, because God isn't done with the person to your left or to your right, but he's not done with you either. Thank God. Thank God he's not done with me yet. Thank God I'm still growing and learning. That's one reason we had opportunity to take a marriage seminar last weekend and we took it. Why? Because God's not done yet with us. And if there's something I can grow in, if there's something I can learn to make me a better husband or a better whatever, I want to be it. Why? Because God's not done. But it all flows out of a revelation. I get to connect with the head for myself. So we're free from, the, free from the dominion of sin. Sin is no longer an issue. Now that does not mean I don't sin. It does not mean you don't sin. But number one, we have an advocate with the Father who allows us to process it. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus cleanses from all unrighteousness. And there's forgiveness instant. In fact, you've got forgiveness before you ask, but I suggest you ask and apply it. But I'm free from the sin nature. Not only that, but I'm free from the dominion of darkness. I've been translated out of darkness into his marvelous light. And we need to know that. And I thank God for some of the ministries that have been springing up, like Sozo and other ministries that, that involve the individual in helping set themselves free. So it's not just a power encounter. It's a truth encounter. And it is a, 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 it is a, a ability for the individual believer to connect with the head for themselves and have input in where the bondage is and what the deliverance is. I so appreciate those ministries. Because it isn't about a power encounter. Now, there are times when there are power encounters, but the reality is you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Free from the dominion of sin, free from the dominion of Satan. If you notice, they all start with A's, S, S. My daughter comes by it honestly. But also, we're free from the dominion of self. Some of you should be way more happy about that than you are. <laughs> I'm so happy that I'm being set free from the dominion of self. It's still a process. But the reality is that I have a fruit working in my life, which is the fruit, capital S, of the Holy Spirit that gets deposited in me and lived out through me and one of the fruit of the spirit is self-control 
And that is not self-in-control. That is self-under-control of the Spirit. I appreciate what Brian and Renee teach at Lamb. I've said it for years, but I'm so glad to hear people applying it to marriage and to interrelationships. Your emotions make a lousy leader. Your soul makes a lousy leader. Your body makes a lousy leader. The real leader of your life is your spirit. And when we understand that, we can come under, then the self-nature can come under control of my spirit attached to the spirit with a capital S, the Holy Spirit. And oh, guess what? First thing he does is convince me I'm a child of God and a joint heir with Christ. Not only am I free from the dominion of sin and the dominion of Satan and the dominion of self, but I'm free from people. Now you say, well, that didn't start with an S. Okay, let's try this. You're free from the dominion of silly people. (laughs) And if they're really silly people, you could say you're free from the Dominion of stupid people. (laughs) Mommy, that man said stupid. That's okay, honey. He is one. (laughs) No, we're free from from all, you know, the Apostle Paul warns in, in his writings about gossip and backbiting and slander. And we're free from all of that. We're free to be involved in it ourselves, but we're free to let the opinions and the effects of other people overwhelm us. Do you know how many people uh, are afraid to pray out loud because of what others will think? You name it, or you can go down the list. But we're free from the fear of man. We're free. From people. One of the groupings of people that we're free from, and it is another S, and this is really where I wanted to go. We're free from the dominion of spiritual leaders. Another spiritual encounter that I had with the Lord that helped me understand this was again Don Fotenhauer. I don't remember the place or the time, although I do believe it was an elders meeting. But he shared a vision that they had early in the foundation of Way of the Cross Church. And at the time, they were as a leadership team discussing what they were going to do. Because if you know the history of Way of the Cross, they came out of the Missouri Senate Church. They got kicked out, so to speak, when they got filled with the Spirit and a bunch of people got healed and, and the headquarters did not appreciate that doctrine 
even though it worked, which I don't understand, but that's a whole other thing. By the way, theology is great, but only if it works. When I say we carry a light doctrinal load, what I mean is we don't impose upon people all kinds of a a list of doctrines to help define what you believe. We want you to find out what you believe from the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But in this meeting, that was for somebody, in this meeting, Pastor Don is sharing a vision that they, someone had early on, and they were, and actually, actually, now that I remember, it was a body meeting that they were having, and they were discussing how they're going to handle membership as this new church, establishing their own foundations, so to speak. And somebody in the congregation shares a vision, and in the vision, they saw a sheep being held to the ground, and off to the side was a fire with a branding iron in it, and the impression of the picture was that they were about to brand this sheep, and a voice thunders from heaven, no branding, my sheep know my voice. And when I heard that, it went right in here, because I knew that that was the word of the Lord, and that was the heart of the Lord. And so I have purpose out of that encounter and that understanding as a leader not to take ownership of his sheep. I thank God for the privilege of preaching the gospel. I thank God for the privilege of of being quote-unquote a pastor. But I have never lost sight of the fact that I am not the head and people need to connect to the head for themselves and they need to be able to hear the shepherd, chief shepherd's voice for themselves. It's important. You want to know what we believe? We believe in the individual right of the believer to connect with God for themselves. I've never tried, but i got to believe it would be a hard work to try to be the Holy Spirit. I mean, I'd have to be with you 24-7 and... I love you, but I do not like you that much. No, you know what I mean? I mean, and and I've never understood. I'm just being transparent with you. I guess that's why we talk about what we believe. I've never understood how anyone can believe that a God who gives total freedom, he gives so much freedom that he takes the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which you should not eat of, and he puts it right in the center of the garden. What? Why? Freedom. Freedom to choose. Where there is no freedom, there is no choice. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is freedom. Freedom is a big deal to God. By the way, I want to apply this to marriage. We, we, we sometimes make such a big deal out of the fact that the man is the head of the house 
And I, and I believe that. And we point to the scripture that says, wives, submit to your husbands. But what we always miss is just a few verses up before he ever writes that, he says, where he's talking about being filled with the Spirit. By the way, I would say this, marriage is way easier if you're filled with the Spirit. In fact, I believe Paul says that in preparation for what he's going to say to couples. Just my thought. But in a couple of verses just before, he says, wives, submit to your husbands. He says, submit to one another. I thank God for the ability I have to submit to my wife. Well, who's the head? Jesus. And she has an ability to connect with the head as much as I do. And sometimes she's wiser, and sometimes she's smarter, and sometimes she senses and knows things that I don't. So this whole thing of spiritual dominion, it's important in every aspect of our relationship to recognize that we need to give people freedom. I came... I got saved on the very heels of the shepherding movement. And for those of you who don't know, that was a move uh, in the primarily charismatic churches of pastors being uh, overly pastoral. I'm saying it really polite. Actually, they were controlling and manipulative. And they would tell young couples if they could marry and if they should marry. And there was just a lot of control in it. Colleen said to me, I can't remember when, a few weeks ago, I don't even remember what we were talking about. She says, you, I've noticed you hate manipulation. I said, yes, I do, and so did Jesus. And we were talking about just spiritual leadership. You know that the only people Jesus got nasty with were spiritual leaders who were exercising a spiritual dominion that was not theirs? He said things... Like you put things on the back of people that you won't even carry. That's why I say we carry a light doctrinal load. I'm not going to put something on your back. I'll let the Father do it. You, Jesus said, you take my yoke upon you, which is easy and light. Thank you for listening to this week's message. To learn more about us, please visit livingwatersmn.org.